Bold, brave, beautiful warriors. Thank you so much for joining me on our podcast here where we at Women's Warriors are all about energizing and encouraging and equipping and empowering women for her eternal purpose as warriors for women um, on this kingdom on earth and in heaven. So we're super excited that you're joining us. Please also check out our website um, and any of our social media platforms. We're so excited to bring you the word. And today we're going to talk about I love doing women's studies. I really, really do, especially biblical character studies. I like to put myself in the shoes of those women and try to like act like, you know, an actress, like I could be them at that moment. And it's really fueling in a way. It's really cool because in that I've learned so much, like what would it be like to be in her shoes? Well, today we were going to do a Bible study character about um, we're going to study the character of Mary. Um, We were introduced to Mary in the Gospel of Luke 12 times five times in the book of Matthew, and once in Mark and Acts, and all within what we call the Christmas story, which appears in Matthew and Luke, but not in Mark or John. So Mary was a first century Galilean Jewish woman of Nazareth. She was a virgin betrothed in marriage to Joseph, but I'm going to call him Joe. Uh, When the angel appeared to her, Mary was probably 12 to 14 years old, which was the traditional age for betrothed girls at the time. And once she was betrothed, she was um, considered legally, but not domestically married. She lived in her father's house for about a year to prepare before being taken from her husband before taken from her husband's home to begin a normal, like married life. Mary was then waiting and planning and hoping for her future life. Like, I just think about this, like she's going to marry a carpenter. She had her wedding dream book planned out. She had her dress or shimmery heels. She's ready to move in his house. She was out, lived out of town. So it was, she was away and she moved in to be with him. She was gonna be away from family. So she's just dreaming of raising a family. I'm sure she's going to be, continue to be a really good woman, live happily ever after. Or so she thought, needle on the record in the sixth month of Mary's, um, in, in the, in the Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, um, she was pregnant. An angel named Gabriel came to Nazareth to the town of Galilee to visit Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, you're highly favored and the Lord is with you. So let's put ourselves in the story here for a minute. We're sitting alone and this large angelic figure comes at us. And let me remind you that angels aren't like sweet little whitely clothed, fluffy angel wing angels. This is a prominent, big, large figure. I mean, I just like to think of these angels as like transformers. My kid had transformers that when they were growing up, my son did, and he would take them and make them into different figures. That's how I think about like these angels. And so she's sitting alone, right? And she hears this come out like that she's highly favored and then this incredible being in front of her saying that and what in the world so of course she's going to start saying no have some fear because there's beings in front of her I mean we're human we're women after all so we're thinking of okay pretend like we're in her shoes like Mary we're going to also be troubled by these words because what does that mean I'm highly favored and this is also considered a greeting and who is this magnificent creature in front of me well okay so pause in the story for a moment because this is the nugget that you might, um, that I'm going to give you is just studying Mary. It was pretty cool because God just broke in with his glory when he came in. Gabriel, this is magnificent creature. He says, greetings. He's the first, it was his first call out to Mary. And guess what? When he called it out, he had joy. He began with the word 
Cairo. Let me spell that. C-H-A-I-R-O. It is not a common greeting. It's a word that means rejoice, be glad, be filled with joy. It shares a root with the Greek word for grace. So that means that God broke in with his glory. This angel came with a call to submit or to repent or even with a call of duty to Mary. But to let us rejoice in this interruption of God's breaking in. Oh, how powerful is that? Like, just take that moment. Just think, oh, he broke right into her. And then it just thinks thinking about this just makes me want to sing and dance because that is God. He comes over us. And what a beautiful thing to come over us and call to us with joy. And how do we receive it? Well, he comes to you and me in the ordinary places, just like he did for her. He comes to us in the kitchen. If we're in the kitchen, he can come to us in the laundry room, maybe a workplace or maybe a classroom, a living room, office, wherever, car, shopping aisles. He can come to us. And he doesn't say condescendingly to us, you must, or you should have, or you didn't, or did you do that, or you, you, you. No, that is the enemy speaking to you like that. No, God comes to us in whispers of joy. He's wooing us with a grace that we just, well, we really don't deserve. Joy becomes this greeting for us warriors as well. We too have received his call. So, so be see this and be glad in it. But the only way that we can do this is if we're holding our holding our own plans loosely. We cannot approach our lives and our days or even our moments with a tight-fisted grip on what we think ought to be, what we think our plans should be. We must rejoice in these interruptions because for Mary, this moment was exactly that. She was in, had an interruption. If I could have music come in and interrupt right now, the music is coming in and the song would be, you've dropped the bomb on me. So in that, let us go, um, just think about that self-focus for a moment. Think about how you can receive joy, just like Mary did. Okay, so back to our girl, Mary. So the angel said to her, do not be afraid. So Mary, she found favor with God. And guess what? She's gonna then get this announcement. She's gonna conceive and give birth to a son. And she's going to be calling him Jesus. He will be great and he'll be called the son of the most high. This is the news she's receiving. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. So it's a generational thing here. And this generation is happening through Mary for Jesus. This girl is chosen by God to bear his only son. Wow. And if we look at this, she's like age 13 guesting. And she's probably like zitty, maybe a little has a bad haircut. I'm sure she's feeling totally insecure. Maybe like back when I was 13, I had secure, insecurity about my weight issues. And so all accounts, she's got to be a typical girl like you and me, right? Or like we were then. And he chose her for an incredible purpose. She was not of royal descent. She wasn't even famous. Yet anyway, but in God's eyes, she was not ordinary. He knew her heart. She was a willing warrior with an open heart. She fully turned towards him. And these were the humble qualities that set Mary apart from this magnificent mission, a mission of motherhood for his son. Oh, just soak in that for a moment, warriors, just thinking how she got selectively picked out. That is powerful. And God's glorious plan, a plan that he knew and had established before even speaking the word and world into existence, he chose this young girl, a woman. I love that. Whoa, man. So God also chose this particular time and place in all of history to bring himself to us. Jesus could have come in any form. 
He could have, he, he could come in like he's going to come in when he comes back, riding on the clouds of glory, like he someday will, right? Instead, he came as a helpless, needy infant, completely human. Then he was learning a trade of being a carpenter. And then he turns into completely God. And God chose Mary to be his mom, the ordinary to bear the extraordinary. Oh, she was so extraordinary as a warrior sister. And we can look on to her too for that. Being a mom is a typical, unglamorous calling for many women. I mean, think about this. We might smell of infant formula or have breast uh, milk stains on our shirts. We wear that, that same mom bun for a week straight. I mean, I remember all the times of being a mama of my babies. And so then, I mean, I had to spruce myself up before my husband came home because I was looking wretchedy. <laughs> so in that, um, in the mommy years, don't beat yourself up about it. I mean, enjoy those mommy years and, and those feelings. But um, in them, I'm now out of kind of those mommy years as my um, three youngest are now 17 powerful, but Mary's purpose, her calling was one of many magnitudes and multitudes. And here she was to carry the ultimate one, which is to her life was no longer insignificant and it was very significant. And now she realizes it's going to be significant because she's going to carry the ultimate, the Jesus, our Jesus. She was extraordinary. And so are we warriors. Just as God chose a special person to mother his son, God especially chose you to mother your own children. Mary's life was no coincidence or accident, and neither is yours. Neither are the children God gave you. Well, he loaned them to us, right? Well, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? Well, good question. Very good question. Our girl, gold, our golden girl here is bold enough to ask, isn't she? And the angel answers, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Mary may have felt like, whoa, 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 this is crazy, but this is all of God's plans for us. And sometimes those plans do seem a little crazy in the human perspective. It may seem that what he's calling us to do is impossible. So like Mary, we may ask, well, how will this be? Not really. We won't really ask like, will this really be? Or maybe we do, or, or how will it be? How will God accomplish his purpose in our lives? He answers us the same way he answered Mary by the Holy Spirit. This is our advocate, warriors. Gabriel said, the Holy Spirit will come to you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And it says this in Luke 135. You see, there's something mysterious, something beyond us in this call to be his. There's something about his overshadowing power that makes the impossible more than possible. And that makes the results so holy. Gabriel said, the one being born will be called holy. What is born from the Holy Spirit, from God's power in our lives, is holy. Mary is a woman admired for her bravery and love for her devotion to God. She would walk a very different path, knowing how costly her submission would be. Here, she's the virgin birth of, and her son, she's a virgin, and Jesus is going to defy science or even logic. And Gabriel continues with his news. He says to her, don't be afraid. But surprise, you're going to have a baby and his name will be Jesus. And again, needle on the record, like what? An angel just dropping in and telling her this crazy news. And how should she be responding? Should she be afraid? Mary um, is, is not supposed to be afraid. Well, maybe she was afraid. And I believe that she was. How could you not with this grand being in front of you and then telling you, well, you're a virgin, but you're going to be a, have a baby. Um, so I believe that she was. So in 1991, I want um, to share a little story about how in my own moment of time, um, I went through 
very, very similar situation, but not like Mary, because we got to put her on a pedestal on our own. But anyway, in 1991, I was drugged and raped by a team of two. In 1992, I had a premonition of being pregnant. And um, it was a, a sweet premonition because it, my grandmother had passed in January of 92. And it came to me at a funeral, um, a life for a death. It was really powerful how it overcame me. And it was um, a death for... Um, that it was, it felt like her death for a new one for me. And I, of course, dismissed this thought. It was a weird one that popped into my head or so I thought, because then um, I got the news very later on that I was pregnant. And then my world felt like that needle on the record uh, moment. And I had to freeze because for that moment, I, I can now look back on and say, well, I can feel like this Mary in some kind of sorts, like here she is going to have a baby growing inside of her that was seated in us. Um, that's the similarity between him, her and I, not at all. Like I'm growing Jesus inside of me, not saying that at all, but I would also question as Mary did in verse 34, like, how is this? What is, what is all this? You know, I'm questioning my whole journey in verse 34, Mary asks, how can this be? So since I am a virgin, so Mary had been sitting in the synagogue every Sabbath day, hearing these prophecies and she had listened to the Torah and it's like us going to church and meditating on his word intently. She knows that there's a promised Messiah to come and that it will come now. It will come from a virgin, which it says so in Isaiah 7, 14. But here's the moment of terror because like pregnant for her and in her culture, she was a God-fearing, loving, good, modest modest woman that knew a Messiah was coming and she was betrothed to be married. So she's saving herself to move in with Joseph or Joe, as I called him earlier. And this culture and that like for us believers, we save ourselves for a marriage. So clearly in this moment, she's got terror running through her. I'm sure our sister Mary here just forgets for a moment of God's words. I mean, who could ever uh, forget, right? But in, in a moment she could, because she's just consumed with, oh my gosh, how can this be? Well, as Gabriel continues speaking and telling her that her barren older cousin, also Elizabeth is now pregnant. He proclaims one of my favorite verses that nothing is impossible with God. Luke 137, because even with the fears and questions that must have been spinning in her mind, Mary recalls who she belongs to. Reminding herself that Elizabeth's pregnant and here she was pregnant at an old age. So definitely check out that um, scripture because you'll be, learn more about Elizabeth in this too, that nothing is impossible with God. In that moment, she remembers his character, his faithfulness, and her heart and her mind focused back on God. She isn't anxious about her future. She isn't asking for a plan. And for me, it was much the same. Not that I was raising Jesus like that, of course, but like I said before, but God, I had to remind myself of who God was and is and always will be. And then I need to march on with my future in that. So I did just that. I revealed publicly of my son's birth. A couple of years ago, I, re I revealed what really truly happened. But in the meantime, for over 25 years, I kept it sealed and quiet because it wasn't his time. It wasn't time for me to announce any of that. But I just kept the strong faith and courage as I could, as I walked with God through this. And in faith, Mary too, she courageously answers, I am the Lord's maidservant and I'm ready to serve. So in that, I want to just pause for a moment and just recognize that for our own selves and say this prayer. Oh, Father God, may our own hearts be ever so willing to serve you just like Mary did. And may our own faith and fierce faith and hope be as bold as Mary's. May our own hearts also be so close to you that we never forget your love and faithfulness to us. 
Jesus name. So our sister Mary, she surrendered and she didn't need great understanding or to have everything all figured out or to see God's plan from beginning to end. Yes, we try to do that. Well, she had no idea what her surrender would really look like or mean. And she had no clue that would lead to a manger that led to a cross. But she did know that God called her to lay down her dreams and plans in order to embrace his. And she knew there would be a cost. And guess what, warriors? We too need to remind ourselves that we will have a cost. Actually, Jesus paid the cost even grander and bigger for us because he paid that for us. And it might not be the cost that maybe Mary uh, went through or, or, or we can even compare to her sister, our sister here, Mary, what she went through. And I can't even fathom what she went through because I have enough issues in my own world, right? I keep busy with my own self. But Mary knew that a yes would mean suffering and might even bring death. She knew her fiance, Joe, might even leave her with this news, but she did it and said it and went through with it anyways. She let go of her grip of her own dreams and expectations of life, and she embraced God's instead. And can you imagine the experiences Mary had to go through after discovering she was pregnant? Were there like unkind whispers behind covered mouths that were presumptions of judgment on her in her circumstances, maybe even with her own family whispering about her, or maybe her own tribe talking about her, maybe her gal pals unfriended her? Did she live under the judgmental thoughts from others that maybe nice mar- unmarried girls, they don't get pregnant? And I, I never admitted to being raped in, until I said a couple of years ago. So back then, when I found out it happened, I had, had to reprogram my own my, mind on raising this baby that I didn't purposely have um, that was created in, in me through the situation. And the words and moments that I had to erase completely from my mind, I just prayed for God to do that. And then several years ago, came out with the story to share it so that it could be there and transparent for other women that might have gone through the same things, that the story was something that needed to be shared. Um, in raising my own baby, I was a single mom for quite a while. Um, I wasn't betrothed to be married. I worked um, at a, a gym and, um, and, and had to go through this pregnancy on my own. And, and definitely people were brought into my life that supported me. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I had my own apartment on my own. I was managing a gym, like I said. There was a lot of talk about me, a lot of talk of who this babies could be. But I just stayed clear on my path and um, just claimed it as an oops moment. And that was really hard to do, really, really hard to do. But I knew God had a plan and a purpose for me. And I didn't care what the, what the, what the naysayers said. So now let's switch the, the um, direction to Joe, Joseph, amazing Joe, because think about this. He was now going to be told he was going to accept, expect a baby, and then he's going to have to raise it as his. And it says so in Matthew one, he too got a visitation of an angel, which was a great thing because um, he was going to have some crazy news he was going to hear, right? And I love the miraculous things that have come from this story, from Mary, um, even from back to as far as we date back as Eve, that they have these amazing warrior women that we can learn these stories from. And so Joe got his own news of this, and that was really good confirmation and affirmation for the two of them because then he's got to believe what her story is and what she's going to be telling him. And so when Mary gathers her own thoughts, allowing it all to filter through her mind and her heart, well, guess what she does after this? She doesn't weep or 
or, or cry. I mean, she's a little bit in shock, I know, but she writes a song. How beautiful is that? And in no way am I ever trying to compare my situation to hers. Just remind yourself of that. But the first response of finding out that I was pregnant, let me tell you, it wasn't a song. So kudos to her for that. But I did get excited when I found out that I was going to have a boy. I really almost wrecked my car because I was so excited to have, and so much joy was filled. I can see myself on the scene of getting off the eggs that I was on, leaving the doctor's office and I was pulling onto the interstate. And at that moment, I was like, I had this joyous moment. That's when I almost wrecked because I was like off the, getting onto the exit ramp. But I just kind of swerved a little bit because I was just thinking about how exciting it was to be carrying this child um, in that no matter what those circumstances brought that. And in that relatable thing, I'm just trying to relate my own story in this and, I, and share with you warriors. Definitely relate yourself to these women's stories however you can because that's we are studying these women and the Bible. And that's how we can be um, fueling ourselves in our spirit, heart, mind, and body. We can get to put ourselves in these women's shoes. And sometimes I totally put myself in the men's shoes too. I mean, I, David is my favorite, one of my favorite characters of the Bible. And I love just his warrior heart. So I definitely do that for him as well. But this is how we can just fuel ourselves, like I said, and find out and be encouraged from every generation um, that the Bible gives us and how we can be fighting to be these warrior sisters. And so our sister Mary here, kudos to her. Like I said, she is a woman of all women because she had these amazing issues of what was going on in life, becoming pregnant, definitely. And then guess what? She's glorifying God in all of it by her, in her overwhelming circumstances. And she writes this beautiful song and you can read it in Luke 1, 46 through 55. Her focus turns away from herself and, and turns to her situation and, and shares this beautiful song. And the translation, I just want to get a a little quirk from that or clip from that. It's from the Passion Translation. She says, my spirit bursts with joy. He has set his tender gaze on me. Mighty power flows from him. And so I just want to encourage you to create your own song, your own declaration for yourself, your own warrior battle cry. What will be your song today? What will be declaration? What is your fight of any overwhelming circumstance that you could be living through and living in? It's pretty powerful when we have these moments to what way we go on this road that we're traveling. Skipping ahead in Mary's life, we too can identify with her and learn from her life of joy and heartache and laughter and longing and faith and fear. She was a mom. And like if you were a mom or have had a privilege to be a mom, you can put yourself in that situation. And before the beginning of time, God set that trajectory of her life into motion. And all those who came before you, warrior, your heritage, your legacy and origin, we were ordered to be put in a particular moment, in a place in history for a reason. There is a reason for the season that you're in. He knew this was the best position in time and perfect location in the world for Mary, and he knows this for you too. This is your life, and it is to be displayed with glory and goodness because of who you get to represent, which is Jesus Christ. And this also carries on to the lives of your children. And you need to stay bold, brave, and beautiful warriors because this is the life that God has called for us. Just as God knew Mary, he knows you too, and he has plans for you. He wants to give you favor and an abundant life of goodness and grace. But you need to believe this for yourself. I sure hope that you do and that you've already seen goodness and grace in your journey. Sit down, reflect, write down the things and the goodness and the, and the stories that he's already given you in your life as a warrior. Be encouraged by this woman warrior, Mary. I'm encouraged by her and her story. So definitely 
find women um, that you can be encouraged with biblically, because that's the way to set your path on the right path of who God's called you to be. It's just inspiring. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Warriors, on this day of really hearing more about Mary. What incredible warrior we can um, learn to uh, identify with and, and, and follow. So thank you. And we want to encourage you to stay fierce, Warriors. And thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, Women of Warriors. Thank you.